Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. Well, come on, is anybody excited to be at church today? Can we give Jesus a big ovation all across this house? I said, is anybody excited to be at church today? Come on, can we give Jesus a big ovation all across this house? All right, let's see high five your neighbors. Say, I'm glad you're sitting next to me today. Just get ready, just get ready, just get ready. <clears throat> I love that. I love that. I'm so glad you're here. Man, welcome to church. Uh, really thankful for you. You could be anywhere else and you're here. And there's a lot of you here and I'm so thankful for that. And uh, just want to tell you how uh, just this time of year, is this anybody else's favorite time of year? Come on, somebody. Anybody love this time of year? All right. How many of y'all are kind of scroogey? You don't like this time of year? Okay, we're going to pray for you today. All right. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I think I think like this time of year is so always so fun for me. I just love this time of year. I just love this time of year again as even a church. Like I'm just so thankful again. As I look around and see all these bags of the generosity that you have in the middle of a season where you're giving, where you're uh, you kind of overstressed a little bit sometimes whenever you're trying to take care of your families and everything else and your schedules are wild. And man, just so thankful that we can be a church that just kind of focuses on generosity being our privilege. And I'm just really thankful for you. And uh, we're going to start a series today called God With Us. Somebody shout, God With Us. All right, and so today we're starting that, we're kicking that off, and again, there's like one central verse uh, where we get this whole idea of God with us from, and then we're going to kick it old school and Old Testament today a little bit, uh, and so y'all just ready, if you're ready, say I'm ready. All right, so this is what I want to just kind of give us, just the idea of where we're going with this series, is this idea of God with us comes from Matthew chapter 1. So if you go to the very first book in the New Testament, go to Matthew chapter 1, the very first chapter, you're going to see kind of a lineage of Jesus, some other things like that going on. And then we get down to verse 23, and verse 23 really kind of just encapsulates where we're going with this series, and it starts like this. It says, look, everybody shout, look. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Everybody say Emmanuel. Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And this is what I want to talk about over the next few weeks, if we could just take some time to do that. Like, he isn't a far-off God. He isn't a God that is asleep. He's not a God that's dead, but he is a God that is with us. And we're going to talk about that together over the next few weeks. Today, specifically, though, we're going to talk about how he is the God with us in the valley. He's God with us in the valley. And I don't know where you might find yourself. I don't know what your week might look like, but I just believe that God is going to speak to us today. And so I would just ask, let's pray and just ask God and His Holy Spirit to be in this place to speak to us how only He can, all right? So let's pray together. God, we thank you so much for today. We love you. We're so thankful that we get to come in this place and worship, uh, and we get to just open your word and hear what your, your word has to say. And Holy Spirit, I just invite you just to do whatever you do. God, I believe that you are going to speak to us today in a powerful way, and we're believing that. We're open to it. We're receptive to it. And God, I just believe that you're going to speak to us today, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray, and everybody said, amen, amen, amen. I got a quick question. Is anybody, how many of y'all know really quick that it's really easy to like sense the presence of God? It's real easy to like uh, feel good about where you are in life when everything is going good. Come on, somebody, wave at me if that's you. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, well, okay, like you get that raise, 
Praise the Lord. Come on, somebody, right? You know, it's a good day when that happens, all right? For all you college students in the room, okay, you pass that final. You, you either get an A on the final or you pass it, whichever one spectrum you're in, but you pass it. Come on, somebody, right? Like, that's a good day. Like, that feels good. It's easy to sense, like, the presence of God in that time, right? I think about that. I think about, like, okay, maybe for some of us, it's when our team is winning. Come on, somebody, right? It's easy to sense the presence of God when the Cowboys are winning and nobody texts me on Sunday. Sunday night, like with some just bad memes, you know, you know who you are in the room, all right? But like, like it's it's good. It's easy to praise God in the middle of that. It's easy to praise God. Like, come on, whenever you get a front row parking spot up at the WalMarts, come on, somebody, right? It's it's easy to praise God when you do that. It's easy to. It's kind of okay. I can really sense the presence of God in the middle of all of that. And I think okay for us parents in the room, man, you can really sense the presence of God when your kids finally sleep through the night. Come on, somebody, all the tired parents in the room know what I'm talking about, right? Like, like it's easy to sense the presence of God when everything seems to be going good. When everything you're on the mountaintop seems like it's always, it, it's easier to, to sense the presence of God in the middle of all of that. But this is what I know. It's easy to do that when it's on the mountaintop. But how many of y'all know and would be honest in the room that it's real hard to sense the presence of God when you're in the valley? Right, if you would be honest, like you would be real and just say, you know what, hey, uh, you know, when stuff's not going the way that we thought it was going to, when my life's not turning out the way that I thought it was supposed to, when the grade doesn't come back the way I thought it was supposed to, when my family doesn't have the, 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 the picturesque Thanksgiving or Christmas, like, okay, like when things aren't going the way or when we find ourselves with a bad report at the doctor's office, when we find ourselves in the valley, maybe for some of you there's bad news or maybe you're walking into a season right now where it's the first time that you're celebrating a, a holiday without loved ones in your family or you're, you're alone, you're scared, you're hurting. Maybe for some of you that valley you're walking in right now is this valley of depression this is what I know, and this is what I want to talk about with us specifically today, is this idea that we don't just serve a God that's on the mountain, but we serve a God that's in the valley with us as well. And I want us to know that. Maybe you came to church today to hear that spoken over your life today, that we don't just serve a God, that when everything's going good, He's God. No, He's God no matter what. He's the God of all of it. And I want to just kind of take us back to the very first time that I could find, uh, really in the Bible, where, where we see that God is not only the God of the mountain, but He's the God of the valley. And uh, we're going to roll back to 1 Kings chapter 20, all right? So if you got that in your Bible, flip back to the Old Testament. And if you need to rock the talk, if you need to rock the table of contents, like to find where 1 Kings is, it's okay. T-O-C talk, okay. Like if you need to rock that for a little bit, it's okay. Go back. And if you don't, we got a big giant Bible that's going to be up on screen behind us in just a second. But I encourage you, bring your Bible every week. I want us to just begin to do that. And I'm going to read out of the NIV version. And uh, I want to kind of just set us up for where we're going a little bit today. What's happening is, is that Syria and Israel are going to battle against each other, right? And the Israelites are God's chosen people, and so we see that the Syrians are coming against them, and they're wanting to fight them, they're wanting to take stuff from them, and we find in 1 Kings chapter 20 that there is this interaction that goes on. There is this, this conversation that happens where we find out that we not only serve the God of the mountain, but also of the valley. If you're ready for it, say, I'm ready. All right, this is what 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 23 says. It says this, And the servants of the king of Syria said to him, Listen, their gods, the Israelites' gods, they thought there was multiple, are gods of the hills, and so they are, they are we're stronger than we. But let us fight against them in the plain, and surely we shall, shall be stronger than they. And do this, remove the kings, each from his post, and put commanders in their place, and muster an army, 
like the army that you have lost, horse for horse, chariot for chariot. Then we'll fight against them in the plain. And surely we will be, excuse me, stronger than they. And watch what it says. The king listened to their voice and did so. And watch what happened. A man of God came near and said to the king of Israel, listen, Bubba, we got to get something straight right now. We got to, we got to. And then watch what happens right after this. Right after he says that, he says, thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord, meaning like God's got something to say about what they're saying, okay? Like God's got something to say about Syria saying all these little gods that can't really protect them if they're up on the mountain or in, there, in the valley, they'll, and they'll be open to attack. This is what the Lord has to say about that. Somebody say, yes, sir. All right, that's what's about to be happening right now, because this is what the Lord has to say. The Lord is the God of the hills, but he's not a God of the valleys, is what the Syrians have to say. Thus says the Lord, this is what God has to say. Thus, therefore, I will give all of this great multitude into your hand, and then watch this. You shall know that I am the Lord. See, the servants of Syria, they messed up a little bit, all right? They thought they could defeat Israel because they believed the, the gods of Israel were only the gods of the hills. And Syrian leaders said, oh, if we could just get them down into the valley, if we could just get them down there, they won't be shielded, they won't be protected by the terrain. Man, it'll be easy to attack them, like they'll be exposed. They'll be easy targets for the enemy. But the servants, sorry, y'all were wrong, boo-boo, because here's the thing I want you to know, is that guess what? On several things... One, number one is that there's only one God of Israel, right? There's only one God of Israel, and he is Jehovah God. And God is not the God of one place, no. He's not confined to the place of comfort and advantage, no. He is the God of the impossible, the improbable, the unlikely. He is the God of the hills, but he's also the God of the valleys. You know why? He is the God of it all because he owns it all, right? And I believe that to be true, and we see that right here in this story. And just to, find, just to let you know, that because of that, because God is the God of the hills and the valleys, that day alone, Israelites defeated 100,000 Syrian soldiers that day, proving to them, proving once and for all that God's the same yesterday, today, and forever, but that he is the God of not just the mountaintop experiences, but he's also the God of the valleys. And what I began to realize, what I began to understand, what I think we need to just take from this, what we need to know about even our own lives is, come on, and you know this to be true, we enjoy God on the mountaintops, but we get to know him in the valley, right? We enjoy God on the mountaintops. Like, we enjoy God when everything's going good, man. Like, we feel it. Like, I can enjoy the presence of God. Woo, man, when we come in, we worship, and man, I ain't got a care in the world. Man, it feels good. But how many of you know when you come in and you're saying, oh my gosh, I'm in the middle of something, it's hard to sense the presence of God. But that's what I want you to know, is that on the mountaintops, it's easy to enjoy Him, but it's in the valleys that you really get to know the character of God. That you really get to understand who He is. And I don't know about you, but I would like to live on on the mountaintop. Come on, somebody, right? I'd really like to live on top of the mountain. Like, that's the thing I would love to be on top of the mountain. Yes, let's go there. Like, let's live there. I, I, I remember growing up. Any, anybody grow up going to church camp? Come on, wave at me. Wave at me. That's the church camp kids, right? I remember going to church camp, living my entire year, like, hoping for, like, just waiting for church camp to come. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was that mountaintop experience. Not only was it the girls that loved Jesus, but, boy, I was loving Jesus even, like, all week long, right? This was before Allie. 
somebody. Come on, somebody. Okay, like, like uh, before you bake. All right, so like, like I want us to like imagine that for a second. Like that's how I live my life, man. I'm waiting for this mountaintop experience, and then I would always be depressed coming home because I knew, man, I'm coming down off that mountain. I'm coming down from where I was, and I want to challenge some of us today, though, that it's not the mountaintop experience that God is necessarily looking for because what happens is we really, really get to know him when we're in the valley, when we have nothing else to cling to, when we have nowhere else to turn, and he is the only source of my strength, that's when we get to know who God is even more. That's when we get to realize who his character is so much. So again, if we want to know God intimately, we better fall in love with the view from the valley is what we better do. We got to fall in love with the view from the valley. None of us really develop the, I believe, the character that God is calling us and desiring for us while we are on the, the, the mountain. It's in the valley where it's planted. It's in the valley where it's harvested. It's in the valley where you begin to see God's character and his faithfulness. It's in the valley where we realize that he is with me. There are some things that never can be experienced on the mountaintop but must grow only in the depths of the valley. And I'm trying to challenge some of us today that you may find yourself in a valley. I believe if you will open your eyes and open your heart that you will find God in the middle of that valley because he's not a God just of the mountain. He's a God with us in the valley. That's what he is. That's who he is. And I just want to challenge some of us to think about that today. Because again, all throughout the Bible, there's valleys that you see. Like if you'll go through and read all about, there's valley after valley after valley all throughout the scriptures. And what I love about the valleys is that battles take place in valleys. That battles go on in valleys. And I got to thinking about that, and I got to thinking, some of you right now, you're in a valley. And some of you right now find yourself in a battle. Some of you right now are, are, are literally grasping for anything because you feel like you are, you're desperate for everything. You're desperate for something. Your valleys were like a season of loneliness, right? You may feel lonely right now. You may feel like nobody cares. But it's also interesting in the Bible that the valley talks about how much growth can take place in the valley. And I don't know where you might find yourself today. I don't know what you walked in this place with. I don't know what the season of your life may look like. But I, I just want you to understand, I think we all have walked through valleys in our life. And I got to thinking about a valley that I walked through a few years ago. And uh, just thinking about my own personal life and if I could just be vulnerable with you for a second. There's just a time in my life about a year and a half ago or so <clears throat> where I walked through a lot of depression. I walked through a lot of anxiety. And uh, I shared this with the first service and I hope you allow me to be vulnerable enough with you for a second. But I, <clears throat> there, there were days in my life that I didn't even want to wake up. And, and I remember those days as being some of like the, I, and, and if you would look in from the outside, everything was fine. Right? And again, I, I'm, I'm an anxious person by, by, by way of being ADHD, right? Like, but my anxiousness is usually like not, not, not sad, right? That's usually my anxiousness. And uh, <clears throat> I remember every single day waking up, asking God, why did you wake me up? And I remember 
I don't know. That's what I remember. And I remember thinking, man, that everybody would want my life. And yet I found myself in a valley where I wanted to die. What I was reminded of is in the middle of that is that the power and the strength that we have from God is available when we're weak. I was reminded of that over and over and over again. As I would wake up, I was reminded of the strength that God provides even in the middle of my weakness. And uh, this verse, Psalm 84, if you start in verse 5, this talks about a valley. It talks about a valley experience. And I think all of us, whatever that valley may look like for you, you've been there. You know what that looks like. You know what that feels like. You know what that pressure feels like. You know what that, 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 that wrestle on the inside of you looks like. And I, I think Psalm 84 sums up what we have to do if in the middle of the valley we're going to recognize that he's God with us. I think I had to do this every day where I had to do something like this. Watch what Psalm 84 verse 5 says. It says, what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, right, who have set their minds on the pilgrimage to Jerusalem. And when they walk through the valley of weeping, which another translation may say a valley of Baca, which is actually a close, uh, like, like, translation of a tree um, that would look like a weeping tree, like literally sap would come out of the tree and it looked like it was crying. The valley of weeping, the valley of tears, the valley of loss, right? When we walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing spring. The autumn's ra- autumn rains will clothe it with blessing and they will continue to grow stronger and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. See, this is what the Bible is telling you and I right there. Anytime that you see yourself in a valley, you got to understand that when the Bible is referencing about a valley, there is a tough, like this is a hard spot to be in, right? It's a tough spot to be. It's a dangerous spot to be in. And most of the time it's desert country. Most of the time there's thorns. Most of the time there's wild animals and snakes and large cats that will eat you. So if your cat was bigger than you, he would eat you. That's why I'm not a cat person. Come on, somebody, right? Like, like it was bigger than you, it would eat you. Okay, like, like there's lots of danger. People jumping out behind and robbing you, stealing all of your money, taking everything. It's very difficult for you to get through a valley without something bad taking place. But Psalm 84.5 says, What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord. And I know that some of you in the room or some of you watching online, you're not a follower of Jesus. And listen to me, I'm so glad that you're here. Like, and maybe if you don't know Jesus, you're saying, you know what, I'm done with it. I'm over it. I'm through. I'm, I'm, this is enough. Like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. I don't have enough. And I would just say this to you. If you don't know Jesus personally, then what you have is all you have. Right? What you have is all you have. But for those of us that call ourselves followers of Jesus, those of us who are Christ followers, we believe that we have a strength that goes beyond what we have. And when there's mornings when you feel like, you know what, I cannot get out of this bed, and I'm in a valley, and I wish I was dead, and I wish something else or somebody else could do what I'm doing or trying to do today, when you have that, you can say, you know what, there is a strength, a supernatural strength, a heavenly strength that you and I, a divine strength, a strength from our God, that if you 
you know him is available for you every single day that you wake up. And so what I'm challenging all of us, what I had to do in my own life as I'm walking through a valley in my own life, is I had to do what the Bible's telling us right there. I had to test my strength. So I want you to do that starting today. Test your strength. Test your strength because this is what I know. Uh, In other words, where is your strength coming from? Like, what are you finding your strength in? Like, what are the things that you're trying to find your hope in? What are the things that you're trying to find your life in? And I would say, hey, is that coming from God or is that coming from somewhere else? Right? Because Psalm 121, it'll always leave you uh, 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 underwhelmed if you're trying to get it from anywhere other than God. And I want to tell you Psalm 121, I love this verse so much. I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And I just believe that some of us in this room right now, you may be walking in a valley. You need to realize that God is with us in the valley, and you got to test your strength. Where's my strength coming from? Where's my hope coming from? Where's my gaze set on? What am I looking at? What am I setting my life up for, and what am I running after? And if again, if it's anything other than God, God, it's going to leave you short. If it's anything other than Jesus, it's going to leave you wanting more, needing more, needing to do the next big thing. But no, I'm asking us today what, what joy it is, right? Why is it a joy to come to church? You know why? Because guess what? We're finding our strength in the Lord in this place. What joy should it be that people being around you, like you are different, like there's something different about you, brother, something different about your life. You know what it is? It's the joy of the Lord, the strength of the Lord that's strengthening me. So I'm asking us as a church, would you test your strength? Tap your neighbor, say, test your strength. Test your strength. If it's your husband, grab his biceps and say, oh, you've been working out. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Listen to me. Test your strength. Test your strength. You got to do that. You got to be, I, I, I have this workout at my house called Just a Bar Workout. It's just a bar, right? It's literally just a bar. This guy's name is Nick, and he's a CrossFit dude, and he, like, literally sends out just bar workouts. So, like, y'all can understand, bar is, like, 45 pounds, right? So I've got this, uh, these dumbbells in my house, but i got this, this actual bar at my house, and you know what? I'm out there doing all these things that he's doing, and how many of y'all know it looks really ridiculous when I get about 15 reps in, and I'm struggling with just a bar? You know what I'm talking about? Like struggling. I'm talking about struggle bus for real. And Elsie uh, and them literally will come outside and be like, it's okay, Daddy. And I'm like, no, it's not. You know, like I'm trying to lift it. I'm trying to do it. And then Brex will come out there and he'll try and be like, oh, Dad, I got your help. I can help you lift this thing up. I can help. And I'm like, thanks, bro. A six foot four man that can't even lift the bar. You know what I'm saying? Like it looks really ridiculous. And I got to thinking about that. I got to thinking about how when Brex comes out there and again, he's like, oh, Dad, you got it, man. You got it. Ooh, I'll do a burpee with you. Ooh, I'll do the bar with you. I'll do all of that. I got to thinking about that. And the good news about it is, is that if you are a follower of Jesus, there's a bigger power, there's a bigger encouragement than just a couple kids running around saying, hey, you can do it, dad, right? No, we have an encourager. We have the power of our God that when you hit the end of your strength, his strength and powers make perfect in that weaknesses. What joy it is for the ones that find strength in the Lord. And if you're in the middle of the valley right now, you have access to the very real, present power of a holy, good God who is available and ready to come and assist you in your time of need. Come on. If he's ever helped you before, if you've ever been there before, if he's ever strengthened you before, come on. Can we take five seconds and give him some praise? I've been there. Listen, the joy is found in the strength of the Lord. It doesn't say, hey, the joy is going to be found when you figure it out yourself. It's not what it says. Joy is not found when you just kind of, okay, just get back to work, just put your boots back on and go. 
That's not what it says. No, no, no. The, 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 joy of the, the joy is for those whose strength comes from the Lord. And again, one of the biggest problems, I think, in our world today, what, even in Christianity today, is we think we could do it all on our own. We think we can walk through this life alone. We think we can just keep doing it by myself. We can keep, I don't need anybody's help. I don't need anybody around. I won't be I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? Okay, sorry. That's, that's, that was independent. This is what I spelled. But that was like a really bad rap song back when I was in high school. Please edit that out of that, please. That would be really great. Um, but we want to be independent, right? We do not. She got her own house. She got her own car. Okay. I'm so sorry. Wow, I'm really so sorry right now. This is really bad. Okay, um, man, but that's what we want to do, right? We don't want to depend on nobody. We don't want to be, uh-uh, I don't need anybody's help. I don't need God to help me. I'm going to figure it out on my own. I don't need anything. And that's how we live our life. And I just want to tell some of us in the room, listen, you were not created to live independently. God, God looked at man when he first created all of us and said, you know what? It's not good for man to live alone, to be alone. And all the women said amen in the room, right? It's not good for a man to be alone. We were not created to live independently. No, God created us in community for community. That he created us to be around people. That he created us to depend on him and to depend on others. And I'm asking you, what are you depending on? Like, what are you depending on for your strength? If it's not God, we got to check that we got to go back to it. we got to make sure that we're focusing back on that. What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord. Watch what it says next. Who have their mind, who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. What does that even mean, pilgrimage to Jerusalem? What, what is that? Well, three times a year, every, every Jewish person would actually head back to Jerusalem every single year for Passover, Pentecost, and the Feast of Tabernacles. And I want you to know that Jerusalem was kind of high up on the elevation. So what they would have to do, it would be a steady climb. It would be an ascent up the mountain. It would be an ascent up to the city. And what they were doing, this city was actually a place that they would consider a refuge. It was a city of prayer. It was a city of peace. And the psalmist is saying right there that we may be in the valley, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to set our minds on the city of refuge. We're going to set our minds on a place of peace. And that's how we're going to do. So what I'm going to challenge you to do, not only do you need to test your strength, but you need to set your minds. You not only need to test your strength, but you need to set your mind. Set your mind. Paul talked about this all the time in the New Testament, right? You can go over to the New Testament, and Paul is talking to Colossians, the Colossian church, and he's telling them, hey, set your minds on things above, not the things that are earthly, right? Not on the earthly things. Philippians, he's writing to the Philippian church as Paul is telling them. He's saying, hey, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, guess what you got to do? Think about these things. Set your mind on these things. Set your mind on the things of God. You may be in one place, but listen to me. Where you are is one thing, but what you think about is something completely different. Because what you think about matters. You may be in the middle of a valley, but your mindset doesn't have to be. And I want to challenge some of us, as, as I just got vulnerable with you a few minutes ago and told you this season that I was walking through a couple years ago, about a year and a half, two years ago, of this valley that I was walking through. Every day I was waking up saying things over my life that, you know what, probably not, were not God honoring. I'd wake up every day and say, you know what, I'm an idiot. I'm a failure. Nobody, nobody cares about me. Like, like I, I have failed. I'm an idiot. I'm, I'm like, man, and this is everyday life stuff, Right? And I, and I get there, and I remember Allie looking at me, and I remember she said, 
you better stop that. And when my wife said, stop that, I'll stop that. You know what I'm saying? But she said, no, 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 you don't need to do that. And what she did, and I, I still have it to this day. I should have brought it with me today. I have these declarations that Allie wrote on me, uh, wrote, not on me, that would be weird, uh, wrote, wrote on paper for me that I put on my bathroom mirror like a teenage girl. And I remember every day as I would wake up and I would brush my teeth, I would say these things over my life. And I remember sitting back and saying, that's not me. And I remember in the middle of setting my mind on Jesus, that my valley may be, my, my circumstance may be in a valley, but I've got my mind set on Jesus. Everything that's around me may be, in, I mean, my heart may be so anxious and nervous and depressed, but my mind is fixed on Jesus. And I remember, whatever you may be feeling right now, your soul may be aching, but let's set our mind and fix it on Jesus. Your emotions may be running around, your feelings may be telling you one thing, but what does the Word of God have to say on the other hand? Fix your mind. Maybe you got too much to do. Maybe you got all these things that are happening this month, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. Fix your mind. Set your mind on the godly things. Marriage may be in a bad place. You may be feeling like, oh my gosh, there's no hope for us. And I would just challenge you, set your mind. Find your strength from the Lord and set your mind on what he's calling you to do. Maybe around this time of year, you're like dreading being in your in-law's house. Not mine. I love my in-laws a whole bunch. I love y'all a whole bunch. Like, like, look, but maybe some of you are like, no, I, I can't be around my in-laws. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, no, I can't do it. I can't fake it. I can't go there anymore. And I'm going to challenge you, would you set your mind? Maybe for some of you, you're, you're figuring out how to pay for Christmas. How in the world do I provide for my family? How in the world do I do this? And I would just challenge you, would you get your strength from the Lord and would you set your mind on the things of God. Please listen to me though. Don't mistake the fact that when you're in the valley, like literally there's stuff that's very hard. Like it's real challenging. Like I'm not trying to make light of that today. There's real pain. There's real hurt. There's real trauma in the valley. But let's just be people that commit to saying my mind is set on the goodness of God. That he is with me. That he is for me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. My God is going before me to prepare every moment of every day. His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I hide his word in my heart so I may not sin against God. When I cannot make it, I'm going to rely on his power and his strength to do it. I may be in the valley, but my mind is set on the kingdom of God. I may be in the middle of something that's crappy, but guess what? My pilgrimage and my journey is to a place of peace and only what God can offer. I may not be there yet, but my mind is already set and my mind is already fixed on God. Come on, if we believe that, can we give him a big shout of praise all over this room? Like I just, let's be people that test our strength, right? Where's my strength coming from? Am I trying to muster it up myself? And where's my eyesight? We just got out of the series called Eyes on Eternity. Right? Where's my eyesight? Where am I thinking? What am I putting my eyes on? And I just challenge all of us, set your mind. Like, set it. And then watch what the Bible keeps on saying. Psalm 84, verse 5. It goes back, what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. And when they walk through, come on, we're going to say this two words together. When they Okay, we're going to say it again with a little more. <clears throat> okay, here we go. When they, when they walk through the valley of weeping, watch what it says. It will become a place of refreshing springs. In other words, listen to me. We may be in the valley right now, and you may be in the valley right now, but listen to me real quick. Your valley is not your destination. 
Don't let the valley be your destination. I will not die in this valley. I'm only setting up a tent. I ain't building a house, right? Like, I will not do that here. I'm just passing through. I love Psalm 23, verse 4, right? It's one of my favorite passages in all of Scripture is Psalm 23. And I like, I'll throw it back to the old King James Version. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For why? You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me, right? And so here's what I want us to understand. I may be in the valley right now, but this is not my home. I'm traveling to the place of peace, and my God is going to get me through this. I may be in a difficult time right now. I may find myself not knowing what to do, but God is going to get me through this. I may be hurting right now, but I'm not going to be hurting forever. Why? Because I'm getting through this with God's help. I'm going through this with the help of God. I may be in a dark place right now, but we're going to pass through the valley. And I don't know if you're anything like me. When I find myself in the valley, you know what I'm asking God to do? Get me out. Right? Anybody out there? Get me out. Like, Lord, get me out of this valley. Like, I'm going. I'm ready to get out of here. Like, get me out of this valley. Like, make it go away. Make it stop, please. I don't want this anymore. I don't want to go through this anymore. I want out. Like, God, will you get me out? I don't know if you've ever been there before. If you've ever made that statement or ever said that, God, I need out of this. I want out of this. But what if the way out isn't out, but through? What if the way is not the way out, it's actually through it? And I think that's so important for us because if the goal is for you and I to become more like God, right? Which is our goal as a church. We want to connect people to Jesus, help them live on purpose. Like the whole goal is for you to look more like God. The whole goal is for you to look more like Jesus. Right? That's the goal. Right? Listen. Just taking me out of the situation is not developing the character that God is trying to develop in the valley. So I want to challenge some of us because it's in the valley where you get to know the character of God. It's in the valley where you get to understand that He is who He says He is. And even if I lose this life, then in the middle of it, I can still have peace, even in the valley. You know why? Because He's the God of the hills and the valleys. and He's with me. And I just think about this song that our team is, is actually, you probably have never heard it. I mean, you probably have heard it. Yeah, we shared it last night. Great job on our, our, our social media. Just kind of sharing the heart behind it. Jake and Mal just going in, just saying, hey, this is our heart behind this song. This is our series song for God is with God with us, this entire series. And it goes perfectly with what we were talking about today. And I know you may not know the words, and so I'm not today, I'm not going to ask you to sing it the first time. I just want this to be sung over you today. Because I don't know what you walked in this place with. I don't know, some of you may have walked in here and you're in the middle of it and you're ready to give up. And I just think this song is going to be an anthem for us during this time of year. And I would just love it if you would just right where you are, would you just bow your heads and close your eyes. This is not a chance for us to like, like, don't go to sleep. That's not what I'm asking you to do right now. Like This is a time where I want our team to, to just pray, sing this over your life. And in just a second, we're going to give you a chance to respond. But... I want you just to just to receive these words, and maybe you should open your hands, kind of. Maybe just kind of open it like you're holding a tray, and you would just receive this song, and you would receive these words that I believe are God-ordained, and I want to just take a chance just to speak these over your life. And So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pray for us, and then we're going to sing this song. Our team's going to lead us, and I'm going to ask us to respond after that. All right, God, we thank you for today. God, we, we, we love you. We're thankful that you're not just the God of the good times, but God, you're the God that's faithful no matter what. And God, I pray that as we're singing this song that we would just remember who it is we're singing about. 
that you're the God that's faithful, consistent, every day, every night, every mountaintop, every valley, that you are consistent, God. And we're so thankful, and we're asking for your help today. We're asking that you would help us, God. So, Lord, I pray that whatever season that some people in this room find themselves in or watching online, God, that you would speak to them, that you would let this song just resonate with them, that it would, the Holy Spirit, you would speak to their heart today. And, God, we're just going to believe that you're going to do something that we've never, like we, we couldn't do on our own, not in our own strength, but we're going to rely on your strength today, Lord. We love you. We honor you. We praise you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Maybe open your hands and let's respond as they sing this song. Well, maybe right where you are right now, why don't you just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. And maybe you're, you're here and you're, you've walked through a valley. Or you find yourself right in the middle of a valley. And maybe you have no idea what to do. Maybe you're looking around for strength. You're looking around for help. You're looking for anything. And what I love about Jesus so much and what I love about what God has to say, that he's the God of the mountain and the valley, is that God never said you wouldn't go through the valley. He just promised that you'd never go through the valley alone. What I love about Jesus so much, and what I'm so thankful for about Jesus, is the fact that, guess what? If, if there was a way out, Jesus prayed in the garden, God, if there's any other way that you would take this cup from me, like if there's any other way than me going to the cross and dying on the cross, let it be, but... I'm going to trust you. But not my will, your will be done. What I love about Jesus is he went through the pain. He went through the cross. He went through the brokenness. He went through the shame. He didn't ask out of it. He went through it. And you know why he did that? For you and for me. For us. For a chance at a relationship with you and I. Maybe you're in this room and you've never given your life to Jesus. Here's my prayer for you is that today would be that day. We had a lady in the first service that gave her life to Jesus today, responded to the gospel. And I just, I, I, I believe if you're watching online or listening on the podcast or in this room, I believe that there's somebody that needs to respond to that gospel today. The Bible tells us that we've all sinned, that we've all fallen short of the glory of God, right? And the wages of sin, the payment for sin is death. That there is a, a payment that has to be made. There's an exchange that has to be made for death or for sin, and it's death what I love so much is that Jesus was that payment if you'll accept it so if you're in this room the Bible is very clear and it tells us that if we will confess our sin before him if we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead that we will be saved so I'm going to lead you in just a second in just a prayer of I believe of just repentance a prayer of forgiveness asking God to come in your life and save you maybe that's something that you need to do today just ask that you would just mean this in your heart don't have to say it word for word but just mean something say something like this dear Jesus would you come in my life I want you to save me I ask for your forgiveness I ask you to save me I, I believe you died on the cross I believe that you gave your life for me and I put my faith and trust in you today thank you for saving me thank you for new life in Jesus name Maybe you're here, maybe you're in here, maybe you're watching online and you just prayed to receive Jesus. First of all, I want you to know that there is a party going on in heaven when one person meets Jesus. And you're in this room, and I want to just know if that's you and you just said yes to a relationship with Jesus, I would just love it if you would just slip your hand up in the air and drop it right back down. If you just raise your hand up and say, hey, that's me. I just prayed to receive Jesus today, and you can drop it right back down. I see your hand. Awesome. 
Everybody else, say, hey, that's me. You drop it right back down. Awesome. Awesome. In just a second, we're going to continue to respond um, by singing this song one more time. We're going to sing it one more time together. And uh, I just believe it's going to be a chance for us to respond. If you just pray to receive Jesus, we've got an incredible bunch of people on either side of this platform right here that would love to just, just welcome you and high-five you and tell you, hey, man, we're so thankful for you making that decision. So we would love to know the decision that you made. Or you can let us know another way by texting PURPOSE to 270-229-6488. That's one way you can let us. There's a party going on in heaven when one person meets Jesus. And so we're going to party here at Purpose Church. But here's what I also want to do. I think there's some people in this room that walked in in the valley. And you needed a reminder that God is with you. Maybe you've been trying to find your strength in other places. Maybe you've been trying to, trying to do it all on your own. This, this thought of independence. I can make it. I'm good. I don't need anything. And I just want to just give. I just want to be a church that's real, real, right? Like we're real with each other. And in just a second, why don't we do it right now? Would everybody go ahead and stand to their feet, if you don't mind. Just stand to your feet. We're going to sing this song again in just a second. We've got our incredible, some directors and prayer team members and leaders of our church. We'll be down here in the front. And I'm going to ask you, as we're singing this song, if you walked in this place with a valley, in a valley, like don't walk out of here thinking, hey, I can handle it on my own. I got this. I'm good. I don't need any prayer. I don't need anything like that. And maybe for some of you, you may not be in a valley, but let me share it with you real quick. The people that are getting these bags right here over the next couple weeks, they may find themselves in a valley. So why don't we just be a church that just says, you know what, we're going to pair our faith together. We're going to pray over these bags. We're going to pray and just, just confess some stuff with some friends up here and just say, hey, listen, would you pray for me in this? Would you, God, I, I, and we would love, we would be honored just to pair our faith together with yours. So we're going to sing that song one more time in just a second. I'm going to ask you to respond. God, we ask you to be in this place today as we respond to your call, as we respond to what you've done. God, I pray that you would just get glory in this place. In Jesus' name that we pray. So much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.